0: Rockville Civic Center Park and the historic Glenview Mansion are proud to present the chilling tales and thrilling adventures of Mysteries from Glenview Mansion. From the thrill-packed pages of Agatha Christie's unforgettable stories of corpses, clues, and crime, the Rockville Radio Network now brings you, complete with bowler hat and brave mustache, your favorite detective, Hercule Poirot, in the case of the careless victim. Before meeting Poirot in his first American adventure, it seems only fitting for the millions of faithful readers who have followed the little Belgian detective's career in book form to meet the famous lady who created this famous character. So it is our privilege to present a message from Agatha Christie, introducing Hercule Poirot from London, England.
1: I feel that this is an occasion that would have appealed to Hercule Poirot. He would have done justice to the inauguration of this radio program, and he might even have made it seem somewhat of an international event. However, as he is heavily engaged on an investigation about which you will hear in due course, I must, as one of his oldest friends, deputize for him. The great man has his little foibles, but really, I have the greatest affection for him. And it is a source of continuing satisfaction to me that there has been such a generous response to his appearance on my books. And I hope that his new career on the radio will make many new friends for him among a wider public.
0: Thank you, Miss Christie. And now we present Hercule Poirot in his first American adventure, The Case of the Careless Victim. Mademoiselle? Huh?
2: This is the Cozy Room Apartment Renting Agency? When we got something to rent, yeah. I have the desire to rent an apartment. Who hasn't? Please, Mademoiselle, do not jest. Along, I have with me a brief dossier of my requirements. Please to read it.
3: Well, all right. Gentleman desires a bright suns, uh, sunshine apartment of a reasonable quietness near the heart of the city. Should be furnished with the utmost charm, French Provincial if possible. Prices of no consequence, as long as it is very reasonable. Huh. Please communicate with me at Hotel Windsor. Hercules Poirot.
2: Poirot. No, 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 Mademoiselle. The name is Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Well, I wish you luck, Mr. Poirot. Finding an apartment, mademoiselle, is not a matter of luck. It is a matter of employing the little gray cells. If you can find an apartment for me, please do me the kindness to inform me. Sure,
3: if you'll do something for me. And what is that? If you can find an apartment for me, please do me the kindness to inform me.
2: Going up. Floor, please. Number five. You are new here, no? Uh, yes, sir. Only came out yesterday. You're Mr. Parrot, aren't you? Poirot. Well, yeah, Parrot. One of the boys pointed you out. Here you are, sir. Fifth floor. <laughs> oh, a thousand apologies, madame. Not at all. It was entirely my fault. Madame appears troubled. Perhaps I may be of some slight assistance? No, uh, I will, if you're sure you don't mind.
1: But of course not. You see, it's my door. It won't open.
2: Aha! And where is this obstinate door, eh?
1: Right down the corridor, room 515. If I may have the key. But that's just it. The door isn't locked. I left it open only ten minutes ago.
2: Indeed. Madame is very trusting, eh? Hmm. Here it is. You see, it's stuck. It won't budge. It is not precisely stuck, Madame. It gives a trifle. This door is barricaded. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, Voila! She moves, eh? Thanks a million, but what do you suppose? No, wait, madame. Perhaps it is better if I look first. Ah, alas, it is as I have feared. But what is it? You do not know? Look.
1: <gasps> it's a
2: man. Is he? Is he? We, oui, madame. He has been strangled. This is murder. Zut allah, I must compliment you, madame. Your color, it is excellent, and you did not even commence to faint for one who...
1: I don't fall apart in crisis, if that's what you mean. And furthermore, I'm not a madam, I'm a mademoiselle, by choice. Miss Abigail Fletcher. And now, if you will get that uh, corpse out of here,
2: I'd like to sit down. That I regret I cannot do, mademoiselle. The body must not be touched before the police arrive. Police? Well, yes, of course, the police. I'm calling them now. Allo <clears throat> Hello? Ah, Inspector Stevens. It is I, Hercule Poirot. Alas, no, I have not yet found the apartment, but I have found something of perhaps more interest. A corpse. Right here in my hotel. Room number... 515. Number five. Mademoiselle, what are you doing with the body? Nothing. I'm just trying to see his face. You will have that opportunity later. Pardon, Inspector. We are room 515. Bien. We shall expect you immediately. Uh, bien, Miss Fletcher, now that you have observed the face of this unfortunate one, perhaps you will be good enough to tell me who he is? I certainly will not. Who do you think you are? Ah, Mademoiselle, permit me to present myself. I am Hercule Poirot, formerly chief of the Belgian Sûreté.
1: Yeah, and that's what you say. Now look, Mr. Poirot. I've read plenty of detective stories, and none of them had a detective that looked anything like you. I'll wait for the police and let
2: them ask the questions. As you desire, Mademoiselle, I merely wish to point out one thing. It is you the police will question first. Me? But of course, you are the most likely suspect, no? Well, all right. What do you want to know? First, what are you doing here in this hotel?
1: Why, I've lived here for 10 solid years, ever since I left Maine. And what do you do? What is your occupation? Why, I don't have an occupation. I've got a little income, and I like it here in New York. And the last few years, I've been doing... War work, Red Cross, and things like that.
2: You seem a trifle vague, Mademoiselle. Now, about this man, who is he? I don't know. I've never seen him before in my life. Mademoiselle, I advise you to consider your answers with care. Do not forget, a man lies dead in this room. I can't help that. I do not know who he is
1: and how he got here. I told you, I was out of the room for
2: ten minutes. That may be, Miss Fletcher, but it does not help you. This man has been dead for at least one hour. How do you know? If you will touch the body, you will observe it is already beginning to cool. Therefore, Mademoiselle, if you left this room only ten minutes ago, your situation is indeed grave, for this man was already dead. Oh, but but I but I couldn't have done it. So and why not? Because his body was
1: lying right across the doorway. You know perfectly well I couldn't get out through the doorway and still leave a body wedged against it. Belgium
2: surety indeed. Mm, very good, mademoiselle. <clears throat> but you could have murdered him in here made your departure by way of this fire escape through the room overhead and come down inside the building to this corridor where you so innocently made my acquaintance. You see, there is evidence that the fire escape has been but recently used. Now it is not so amusing, eh? Well,
1: I don't care. I had nothing to do with this. I know you detectives... You're out to get a suspect, and just because a man was murdered in my room...
2: Gently, gently, mademoiselle. All is not lost. Fortunately, you deal with Hercule Poirot, who goes one step beyond the obvious. You see, this poor man was not murdered in your room. He was killed in the room overhead. But why? Why kill him upstairs and leave him on my doorstep? That, mademoiselle, we shall discover in... Du
1: All right, Mr. Perot. Now that you've got the corpse safely locked in my room and us outside, what am I supposed to do?
2: Sleep on the fire escape? I do not think that will be necessary, Mademoiselle. You are coming with me to the lobby where we shall wait for my friend, Inspector Stevens. He will see that you are comfortably sheltered for the night. Oh, tell me,
1: Mr. Paru, how do you figure out that the murder took place
2: upstairs? Is it not apparent, Miss Fletcher? Please to squeeze the bell for an elevator. I look out your window and observe the fire escapes, and what do I find? Everywhere the dust reposes peacefully. Well, naturally. The help is too busy to polish the fire escapes. Ah, mamselle, but on one stairway, the one leading up from your window, all is disarranged. There is a broad, clear path through the dust, and it is precisely the width of a human body. And since the path extends only from the floor above, it is obvious the body has been dragged down from room 615. Also on the garments of the dead man, the trousers... The left elbow and across the shoulders, there are unmistakable traces of rust. Ah, voila, the elevator. Going down. Monsieur, would you be so good as to explain why you are so long in arriving? Huh? Oh, it's this old car. Every once in a while, it goes on the fritz. Come on, on the fritz. Out of order. Yeah, got stuck on the ninth. You have been on the ninth floor this whole time? Yeah, that's right. That is difficult to believe. Why? Because the indicator has been pointing to the basement. Ah, uh, uh, the indicator. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops. I am not so sure that is true of the indicator, but unquestionably, Monsieur, it is true of the too clever murder. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops. Ah, bien, Inspector Stevens. There is the situation. An unknown man strangled to death in one room and dragged down the fire escape to another.
0: Poirot, if this body is the person I think it is, the Commissioner will have my head.
2: Uh, mon ami, forgive me, you seem agitated.
0: And we were warned too. I assigned my best man to guard him. The smartest cop on my force. Sam Tremble. Good lord, Poirot. There'll be an international scandal.
2: Gently, mon ami, you go too fast, even for Hercule Poirot. Who is this magnificent figure of international importance?
0: Parrish. Jonathan Parrish.
2: Parrish? Ah, oui. The name rings a bell. He is the big currency expert, eh?
0: That's right. He is on his way to Europe to set up the new paper currency for the liberated countries. Checked in at the Windsor today was supposed to pick up some papers, dyes, and inks, and then hop a plane tonight. Fifth floor, please. An enormous undertaking,
2: and one of great importance.
0: And I was responsible for his safety. He's supposed to be an eccentric sort of guy. No photographs, no publicity. Tremble was the only man on the force who knew him at all. and Tremble failed. You see what this means, Poirot?
2: I see only this, my friend. We have arrived at the first step in the solution of this distressing murder. For we now know the motive. This way, Inspector. This is the room. Mademoiselle Fletcher, your key. Here you are.
0: I'll never live this down.
2: You exaggerate, mon ami. Even the best of men sometimes fail. Regard, Inspector. Here is your corpse.
0: Hmm. Well, they certainly did a job. Oh, thunderation!
2: You are shocked, monsieur.
0: Poirot, do you realize what's happened?
2: But of course, Inspector. It is not Jonathan Parrish who has been murdered, but your own faithful policeman, Sam Tremble.
0: Poirot, that's not very funny. You knew it all the time.
2: Pardon, mon ami, I knew nothing of the sort.
0: But you distinctly told me
2: that- No, Inspector. You told me? To me, the dead man was an unknown corpse. It could be anyone. But when you speak of two men, one a wealthy financier of international importance and the other a police officer, by employing the little gray cells, it is not difficult to conclude that a corpse with the large, high, uncomfortable shoes and the plain suit is the policeman.
0: Oh. Oh. Uh, of course. I'm sorry.
2: Monsieur, there is no time now for the profuse apologies.
0: Right, right. We've got to get to Parrish at once. The poor guy doesn't even know his bodyguard's gone. Hello? Hello, operator. What room is uh, Jonathan Parrish in? Eh? 615. Hold on. It. that's the room directly over this one, where Tremble was killed, yeah?
2: Precisely.
0: Operator, let me talk to Mr. Parrish.
2: I think you will find the gentleman does not answer. Why not? Obviously, he would not witness a murder without reporting it. On the other hand, he too may... Ah,
0: good lord, Poirot. Do you think he is dead too? He... we knew he received a warning from Hillary Kent.
2: I do not follow, mon ami.
0: Huh? Uh, oh, I don't blame you. Hillary Kent is a criminal egomaniac.
2: Ah, one who commits crime chiefly for the pleasure of baffling the police, eh?
0: Exactly. Well, this Hillary Kent, or someone who calls himself Hillary Kent, is one of those guys. He pulled off a few clever jobs and got away with them. We don't know anything about him, but whoever he is, he's got to get his thrill out of every job. So he makes it a rule to warn his victims.
2: Ah, me. I know well the type. And Monsieur Parrish, I take it, has received such a warning?
0: Right, right. Now you see why I assigned my best man.
2: Ah, bien. But now we must hasten upstairs to Mr. Parrish's room. Already it may be too late. I'll go, too. I don't want to stay here with this body.
0: You'll stay right here, Miss Fletcher, until I give you permission.
2: Inspector! If you do not mind. Myself, I am not averse to Miss Fletcher's company. I find her very intriguing.
0: Oh, no answer.
2: But naturally, you did not expect the murderer to sit down and wait for us. You will have to employ the passkey.
0: Remember, Miss Fletcher, you're not to touch anything in here.
2: It's perfectly all right. I'm wearing gloves. The inspector is thinking of fingerprints. Moi, I do not think he will find any. Monsieur Kent, or whoever the killer may be, is too clever to leave any such traces.
0: Well, maybe. But I want to be sure we don't lose even the tiniest clue.
2: An excellent approach, mon ami. There are many interesting things we may learn here about Monsieur Parrish. He certainly gets around a lot. We? Oui. The labels on his luggage are from the four corners of the earth?
0: Miss Fletcher, I said you're not to touch anything.
2: For goodness sakes, it's only a book. Books may be of great significance. Ah, we? Oui. This one, for example. It is no ordinary book, it is a stamp album of great value. Hmm. Some of these stamps are almost without price. Ah, ah, very interesting. This Guatemala
3: blue. Put your hands up, all of you.
2: All the narration.
3: Don't move.
0: I said don't move.
2: Have no fear, monsieur. I will not dispute the authority of your gun.
0: Mister, you can't get away with this. Put your gun down and talk fast. Who the devil are you?
2: But obviously, Inspector, this is the man we seek, Monsieur Jonathan Parrish.
3: That's just who I am. All right, speak up. Which one of you is Hillary Kent?
0: Hillary
2: Kent?
3: Yes?
0: Now, wait a minute, Mr. Parish. You've got this all wrong. I'm Inspector Stevens, Homicide Squad, and this is Hercule Poirot, the famous Belgian detective.
3: So you say. You don't look like police to me, particularly not that little squirt with the silly moustache. Hey. You stay right where you are till I check on you.
2: Ah bien, Monsieur Parrish, now that you are satisfied as to our identity?
3: Well, I've heard of you, of course. You're supposed to be the greatest French detective in the world.
2: Oh, always people say that about me, monsieur, but it is not entirely true. I am not French. I am Belgian.
3: Hmm. Well, I wish you'd all get out of here and leave me alone. I'm expecting my daughter, and I don't want her running into a room full of
2: policemen. But monsieur, you are in great danger. You must be protected every moment.
3: You? Offering me police protection? Huh. Not worth a hoot.
0: I beg your pardon.
3: That's what I said. Not worth a hoot. I have protection. Some detective they assigned to me.
0: Where is he? He
2: is dead. What? He
0: was murdered in this very room while protecting you.
2: Therefore, if you do not object too violently, I shall undertake to protect you until you step aboard your airplane.
3: All right, all right, stay. I don't know how long it'll be. I'm just waiting for one little parcel to be delivered, and then I'm off.
2: Monsieur is taking with him much equipment?
3: Yes, quite a load. I've already sent most of it off to the airport.
2: Ah bon, that is good. Uh,
3: Miss, don't eat that chocolate. It may be poisoned. Oh, nonsense. This candy isn't poisoned. I wouldn't be too sure. That box of candy supposedly came from my daughter, Laura. It was delivered a little while ago. But
2: you suspect she did not send it.
3: Oh, well, she's supposed to come in person. She should be here now, in fact. So why would she send it?
2: You are very shrewd, mon ami.
1: I, uh, oh,
0: oh, excuse me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Johnny. Come back here. What do you want?
3: N- nothing. I, uh, I just wanted to see if Mr. Parrish got his extra laundry box okay. Uh, yes, yes, I received it. Okay, excuse me. I uh, picked up a few more things to take along, uh, special dyes and inks. They'll just about fill up that laundry box. Excuse me, I've got to go into the bedroom and finish packing.
0: Crusty old bird, isn't he?
1: How would you be if you knew someone was out to kill you?
2: No wonder he's jittery. Ah, he is irritable and nervous. That perhaps explains it.
0: Explains what?
2: Why he wears upon his feet that unique pair of socks, one of which is green and the other brown.
0: All right, if the man wants to be eccentric, let him be. I've still got a murderer to catch. You want to come along?
2: No, Inspector. I have attached myself to Monsieur Parrish, and I propose to see that...
3: Come in. Inspector, one of the men found this on the sidewalk outside the hotel. Thought you might want to take a look at it before turning it into The Lost and Found.
0: Okay, Brady, thanks. All right, let's see. A lady's purse. Usual assortment of stuff. Cosmetics. Perfume. Change. Keys. Do you make anything of it, Poirot? Mm. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Oh. Sacre bleu. What is it? These initials. L. B. Monsieur Parrish. Yeah. What did you say was the name of your charming daughter? Laura. Good Lord, L.P. Laura Parrish.
0: Hey, Poirot, where are you going?
2: I have a little idea. Uh, Monson Fletcher, please to accompany me?
0: How about Mr. Parrish? You are so attached to him.
2: I have become momentarily detached. I leave him in your care, Inspector. Protect him with the apple of your eye. Come, come. It will not be the first time you have left the elevator unattended, Monsieur Johnny. Come along. Mr. Poor Rot, you're wasting your time in this basement. Believe me. Nevertheless, it interests me. Please to light the way. There's nothing here. Just a lot of ash cans. One moment. What is behind this door? That one? Uh, that's, uh, the laundry bin. They keep the soiled linen in there. You won't find anything in there. We shall take one brief glance, eh? There, you see? Nothing but a pile of dirty sheets
1: and pillowcases. Good gracious! What a laundry bill they must
2: have. Ah, bien. Let us proceed to one moment
1: what is it
2: sacre bleu protruding from under these sheets holy cow a foot a small foot this is what i feared look ah it moves then we are not too late quickly monsieur help me to uncover her
1: That's all I know, Mr. Poor Rot. I was walking along the street towards the hotel. Just as I passed the alley, I was pulled in.
2: I tried to scream, but something was pressed against my mouth. Chloroform, Miss Parrish. Had you seen your assailant, you would have seen Hilary Kent. Alors, Miss Parrish, you are most fortunate. Another few minutes under those linens and who knows... Voila, here is the room of your father. Inspector Stevens, here is Miss Parrish.
0: Oh, well, that's a relief. Come in, come in. I was afraid, Poirot, that you'd turn up with a body. How'd you manage to find her?
2: That is not important now. We have found her. But we seem to have lost the father.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Miss Parrish, I'm sorry. Your father's terribly upset about you but his material was delivered and he had to rush off to the airport.
2: Oh, no! Don't tell me I missed him after all this! Ah, ma pauvre petite. We have neglected you, eh? Miss Fletcher, your room is now free of corpses. Please take Moiselle Parrish down and extend to her the first aid. Come along, Laura. Thank you. Inspector. I hope you do not later have cause to regret that you permitted Parrish to go off to the airport unprotected.
0: He'll be alright. Besides, I've got a job to do here. Although, frankly, I'm in a complete fog. I can't make heads or tails of this whole business. No,
2: Stevens. The head and the tail we have. We do? Yes. It is merely a fragment of the middle that we still lack.
0: Well, who is it? Hey, Poiret, where are you going?
2: To see how Mr. Parrish is, and to telephone the airport to see that Mr. Parrish receives the proper attention. Au revoir. Mr. Perot
1: Where are you taking me now? I'd like to have
3: some... Mr. Perrot! Mr. Perrot! Hello,
1: someone calls. It's Johnny in that parked
2: car. Mr. Perrot, got a message for you from Inspector Stevens. He rushed off a minute ago. From Stevens? What is it? What is the message? He says he just got word that Mr. Parrish has been seriously hurt in an automobile accident on North Salem Road. Mon Dieu, this is too much. You to get there as fast as you can. Here's the address. 52 North Salem Road. Monsieur, your duties for the day are over? Yeah. And this is your vehicle? Yeah. Why? There is no time to seek a taxi, so I will impose on your kindness. Miss Fletcher, quickly, please. Okay. North Salem Road, right? No. To the airport. What?
1: But Mr. Parrish isn't at the
2: airport. He's entered on North Salem Road. No, Mademoiselle. That is what I was intended to believe. Do you not think so, Johnny? He is not there, I assure you. How do you know? Well, North Salem Road is not on the way to the airport it is in the opposite direction this is merely a trick to keep us from the flying field we must hurry there before it is too late
1: well the airplane is still there but i don't see anything amiss hola over
2: there perish as large as life Yep, that's him, all right. Come along, please. Uh Uh-huh. Both of you. Monsieur Parrish?
3: Monsieur Poirot. My daughter? Is she...
2: She is at the hotel, monsieur, resting. She has had a small misadventure, but she is entirely safe.
3: Ah, thank heavens.
2: You are relieved, eh?
3: Am I? I I don't think I could have gotten on that plane if you hadn't found her. Fortunately, I didn't have to.
0: They've been delayed a little.
2: Pirate! Inspector Stevens! I knew you would not walk into the trap.
0: Yeah, but as usual, you beat me to it. I was halfway out to North Salem Road before I realized what was cooking.
2: Ah bien. Here is Mr. Parrish, safe and sound, eh? I suggest the plane be inspected with great care. There may be sabotage.
0: Yeah, good idea
2: also have all the doors of this building guarded. Uh, Mr. Parrot, do I have to hang around here? But of course, Johnny, we may require you for our return trip. Mm. Oh. Monsieur Parrish, here is your pilot to report. We're ready now, Mr. Parrish.
3: Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, Captain, here comes my luggage. Will you see that it gets aboard?
2: Right
1: away, sir.
3: And be especially careful of that wooden crate. Well, goodbye, Inspector. I must admit you've been extremely helpful, and I am much
0: obliged. Not at all. Goodbye, and happy landings.
3: Miss Fletcher? Goodbye, sir. Monsieur Poirot, it's been a privilege to know you. I'm only sorry I couldn't remain to see you break the case.
2: But you have, Monsieur.
3: I beg your pardon?
2: The case? It is broken. Inspector, meet Hilary Kent, the gentleman to whom you have just wished bon voyage.
0: Hilary Kent? You're mad, Poirot.
2: Good gracious, I thought he was Parrish. And that wooden crate, which I have waited so long to see, it is not to be moved, Inspector. Why not? Because, mon ami, it contains the body of Jonathan. A charming restaurant, this, nest pas? The plane circling about to give one the feeling of flying, eh? The feeling I've got, if that's what
1: flying gives you, keep me from it.
2: Ah, that is natural. I too do not like murder, Miss Fletcher. Ah, Inspector Stevens. Everything is taken care of.
0: Yes. They're taking Kent away now.
2: Then perhaps you will join us in a little supper.
0: No thanks, Poirot. I've got to get back. I, um, I just dropped over to ask a few questions.
2: For example?
0: Well. When did you first suspect that Kent was impersonating Parrish?
2: Almost from the start. When we entered the room of Monsieur Parrish, what do we find, eh? An amazing paradox. On the one hand, we have a man who is an ardent stamp collector, whose album is in perfect order. Each stamp, each shade of stamp, precisely in its proper place, eh? except for the most valuable one of all, a Guatemala Blue, reposing among American three-cent stamps. Later, when I look at his socks, one green and one brown, I am certain the man in the room is colorblind.
0: And therefore not perish the stamp collector.
2: More important than that, he cannot be Parrish, the currency expert, who is to select the colors and shades of the new paper money, eh? Therefore, if the man in the room is not Parrish, who is he?
0: Obviously, Hilary Kent.
2: Then why didn't you arrest him right away? Because without a body, one cannot prove a murder, and I felt sure Monsieur Kent would lead me to the body.
1: Then you weren't guarding him. You were watching him. Precisely. Well, you weren't so smart. When you let him out of your sight, he might have gotten away in the plane.
2: Not at all. When I called the airport, it was to make sure the plane would not leave until I gave the word. You know
1: everything, don't you?
2: Some things are obvious, Mademoiselle. We can suppose Hilary Kent discovers the nature of the mission Monsieur Parrish is engaged in. Ah, what a magnificent opportunity for a swindler, eh? Perhaps the greatest in history. To remove Jonathan Parish, fly to Europe as Parrish, deliver the papers, the formulas, the dyes to the proper authorities, and then, at the moment, just counterfeit the new currency, and reap a huge fortune. Jumping codfish, the man must be mad. Perhaps, mamzelle, but he is also a genius, eh? He learns that Parish is at the Hotel Windsor in room 615. He knocks on the door. Parish admits him and is at once strangled to death, eh? But the body, ah, that must be disposed of where no one will find it. There is but one thing to do. Take the body to Europe in the very packing case which stands in the room.
0: Then you just guessed where the body was.
2: No, no, Inspector. There was proof in the room. You remember the second laundry box which Hillary Kent asked for? This is for some special ink, he says to us, which I only now purchased. Obviously, this is a lie. On such a mission, one does not purchase supplies at the last minute, eh? Hence, I know these inks and dyes have been removed from some other box or crate to make room for the body. Gracious,
1: it is as plain as the nose on my face. And what about Laura Parrish?
0: Oh, I got that figured out. She calls up and says to Kent, Pop, I'm coming over. Of course, he can't allow that or the jigs up, so he gets down to the alley and eliminates her. Right, Poirot? Exactly.
2: As for poor Tremble, he has been with Parrish, he knows him. When he knocks on the door and Kent appears, he demands to see Parrish. Kent kills him, and since the packing case is already occupied, drags him down to Miss Fletcher's room.
1: That was his big mistake. He should have never started up with me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Excuse me for a minute. I think that's the ward wagon pulling in.
2: Mamsel, may I ask you a question of a personal nature? Fire away. Uh, Mamsel, you are not now engaged in a business enterprise? No. Are you fluent with the shorthand and the typewriter? why yes bon mademoiselle i find you both intelligent and amusing a rare combination to be certain moreover i am in great need of a secretary with your superb qualifications why mr perot oh you do not yet employ the little gray cells to the best advantage nevertheless if you are interested oh mr perot
1: for 10 years i have been devouring detective stories And you ask me if I'm interested, Chief? You've got a secretary.
0: Well, pirate, they've taken Kent away now. I guess that winds up the case.
2: Not quite, Inspector. Tell me, where does Monsieur Kent reside?
0: We found a lease on him for an apartment in Gramercy Park.
2: That is a good neighborhood?
0: Oh, swell. It's right in the heart of the city. But why do you ask?
2: I do not think Monsieur Kent will need an apartment for some time, but I do. You see, my friends, it is as I have said. To find an apartment in New York City is the essence of simplicity. One has only to solve two murders.
0: Agatha Christie's Poirot was originally directed by Carl Eastman. Our program today starred Madeline Key as Hercule Poirot. It also featured the voices of Kali Israel, Daniel Mori, Matt Bailey, and Sandra Christian. This is Matt Bailey, hoping you will join us again next month as we bring back Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's famous detective in The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, Second Generation.